Conducting a weekly Sunday reset can help you set yourself up for success and ensure a productive week. It can help me and it should help you reduce your overwhelm in your everyday. Welcome to the Being Better Everyday podcast, where we make your days more peacefully productive while you're juggling all the things. I'm your host, Julie Wenslick, a millennial mom, finance professional, and founder of PW Designs. I know that as a mom, business owner, corporate girly, or a combination of all three like myself, sometimes life can feel like a lot. With the simplicity and systems and being better every day, we create habits and routines that support your life, create calm in the chaos, and put the you back in your everyday. Grab those headphones, put on your shoes, and join me on a walk while we dig in to today's episode. Oh, hello, hello. For those of you who don't know me, once again, my name is Julie Wenslick. I run PW Designs, which is about intent- intentional productivity for busy moms. I am very excited about today's topic because I feel like it's a fundamental of how I run my life, how I manage my systems, and it's going to be a cornerstone for you as well. So for some, Sunday is meant to be a day of rest and relaxation, but for me, it's an essential reset day to keep the proverbial wheels on track of my life. Conducting a weekly Sunday reset can help you set yourself up for success and ensure a productive week. It can help me and it should help you reduce your overwhelm in your everyday. And so today I wanted to walk you through five key things I include in my Sunday reset routine. First and foremost, meal planning and meal prepping. I am one who gets lazy with nutrition, especially during the week if I am hopping on and off Zoom calls, or in my case, Teams meetings, and hopping from meeting to meeting. So meal prepping ends up being a key to ensure that I prioritize nutrient-dense foods without looking for a lot of work during the week, because if I have to work at it, I won't do it. Now, for your family, this can look a little different depending on the complexity of your planning, but for me... I'll walk you through what we do, how it works for us. And funny enough, as I'm recording this, my husband is actually out grocery shopping right now. So see how that comes into play. So part one of meal planning at the base is making a grocery list and planning out meals. How we do it is we make a grocery list and prioritize three to four dinner options for five days a week. Sometimes I make the dinner options. Sometimes my husband makes the dinner options. This week, for example, I didn't want to do it. So I left it up to him. The other thing we've been doing recently is Hungry Root. Uh, we've done Home Chef before. We've done Hello Fresh. We tend to get in a root when it or a rut <laughs> when it comes to dinners because my husband is like the world's biggest eater. He can't have anything even like merged together, if that makes sense. So no sauces, no bakes of any kind, no hot water type meals like soups or chilies or anything like that. Um, So again, we tend to get in a rut and we use kind of the Hungry Root, HelloFresh, Home Chef, all of those as as a backup when I need ideas. But we usually buy fresh fish on Fridays. Hello, Wisconsin girl. And then I have one lazy night. So that's where we come up with like the three to four dinner options for the week instead of a full like, you know, week of planning five meals, et cetera. And then once the grocery list for dinners is done, if I'm doing that, I also plan out three to four lunch servings for myself and breakfast for the week. The reason I say servings is I tend to meal prep one lunch item for myself for the week, and then I'll eat it like three-ish times. This item changes every week. So last week I had 
like this chicken salad thing that my sister-in-law got me on this week because we're coming back from a trip and I'm feeling lazy. I'm doing bagged salads and protein with the bagged salad, but it still is something I'm planning out, right? Some people decide they'll just make enough at dinner to ensure they have enough for lunch. But since we eat a lot of just like meat and veggies for dinner, I tend to not have a lot of leftovers for lunch. So dinners, lunch, final item I add to my grocery list is then a breakfast option for myself. A lot of times I'm meal prepping my breakfast option, which I'll get to in a sec, but like English muffins with protein on it or protein muffins. <laughs> I like carbs for breakfast um, with like an egg bake, etc. I don't tend to eat a lot of oatmeal or anything like that, but I've done overnight oats and that's been a really great prep item. Or in the summertime, I do shakes. Um, but again, I plan out kind of what my breakfast is going to be for the week and what items I need to kind of meal prep that on, on Sunday. And then the final thing that I always write out is anything we need to refill for Danny. Now she is in full-time daycare. So we're buying a lot of snacks and like dinner options, but she eats breakfast and lunch at daycare. So I, you know, we don't have to buy a ton for her at four years old. The reason my husband isn't on this grocery list is he actually loves grocery shopping. Hence why he's out grocery shopping with my daughter right now. And he does that for us each week. If we're traveling, I then do grocery pickup but he hates it because it's more expensive, which he has proven to me. Um, grocery stores actually will raise prices on online prices versus in-store. So if we have the time, we have now started to like, I agree, I will let him go grocery shopping if we're not traveling. I personally see grocery shopping as a waste of time. I would pay the premium, but it's important to him. So he just picks up his lunches when he goes grocery shopping and picks out what he wants for the week. So once we have our groceries uh, on Sunday afternoon, that's when I actually meal prep. And that's the shortest. It can either be like 30 minutes or it can be a couple of hours, depending on how complex I want to get and how complex I'm planning on getting for the week. A lot of times I pre-prep my shake bags for the freezer. So if, like, for example, I've been obsessed with this green smoothie by eating bird food. Um, it's in our cookbook this summer. So I've bagged like five servings of that and then they're ready to go for the week. And some people don't like ginger, whatever, but like it's ginger, kale, pineapple, mango, banana, I think. And then I add protein powder to it and it's like super good. So I'm, I'm prepping that again this week. We also cut and prep our veggies a lot and we tend to pre-bag them because then they actually get eaten. If they just sit in a big container, Matt and I don't eat them. Don't know why. It's also time I clean out my fridge and toss any leftovers for the week prior and then I use the time to prep lunch for the week. So depending on where I'm at in my cycle, it could be a burrito bowl. It could be salads like I'm talking about this week, or it could be, you know, wraps, whatever. I tend to prep whatever I'm having for that three lunch servings on Sunday so that I can just grab it in between meetings during the work week. Everything I, I plan, I try to keep it simple, clean, plenty of protein and veggies so that we're not going for things that will not keep us full. All of this prep eases my stress during the week in figuring out what I'm planning to feed me and my family. And the other benefits of meal planning definitely include saving money, like I've mentioned kind of in his grocery shopping, eating healthier and reducing overwhelm. So here is my suggestion for you. Look at your week ahead and how much time will you have to cook? That should dictate how much you prep and do for the week. You'll notice I didn't mention prepping dinners because in our season of life, we're actually home. 
most of the time. We don't have sports activities at night, but if you are busy three to four nights a week, I would prep proteins for the first half of the week on Sundays and then do another big cook on whatever free evening if you have one, like later in the week, like a Wednesday or Thursday. So then you're ideally just reheating foods the weeknights where you have a lot of activities. That's if we ever get to a point where we have a lot of activities, which I'm sure we will, that'll be kind of my strategy so that we don't just eat out every night. Um, but remember, look at what's reasonable for you for the week and at a minimum, do something. I know I'm interrupting this episode, but I promise you it's for a good reason. Can you believe that we're in the fourth quarter? That means it's time to get your first ever dated Being Better Everyday Planner. The 2024 planner line includes the all new Brain Dump Planner Plaid that will be available on October 20th, so don't miss out. There will be limited stock of each of the products, so if you want to enter into the new year with a system to help you be more peacefully productive, message me the word launch over on Instagram, it's julie.pwdesigns, and get on the list for launch. The second biggest item for a reset shouldn't surprise you because, hello, PW Designs, we're all about planning and organization, and it's planning out and time blocking your schedule. I can't tell you how many people I talk to that feel overwhelmed by their tasks and their weeks, and then they have failed to do the essential step. Sit down and spend 30 minutes to an hour planning out your week. If you have like a huge, especially in the summertime, I know we're not in summer anymore, but in the summertime, people tend to skip this step because they're just out having so much fun. But then you spend the rest of the week running around with your head cut off. So like a chicken with its head cut off, kind of forgot that part, but like spend the time planning. It shouldn't be a new concept for you. If you want to look at depth, in depth of what time blocking would look like for you and your season of life, head back to episode five, where I did a deep dive on actually time blocking, but make sure you have all of your appointments and places you need to be outlined as well as any upcoming deadlines. This should also be where you communicate with your partner about coordinating set activities if you do have them in your life. Just remember, don't skip this essential step. If you do not feel like you do not have time to sit down and plan, well, then that guess what? That's the most important time for you to sit down and plan. In addition to planning out your week and kind of like your work and responsibilities, it's important to set aside time for yourself and schedule it in. So this is definitely part of the Better Everyday Five Habits for a reason. So check out episode two if you need more intro into the Better Everyday Five Habits. But this is something I would consider calling your one thing for you. So this could mean scheduling something in self-care activities like meditation, reading, or taking a bath, or it could mean scheduling in some time to do something you enjoy, like a hobby or spending time with friends and family. I feel like this is so important for the women I know in my life. Um, it's often that we are putting ourselves as the last resort and you're scheduling it in last minute and this leads to burnout. If you are building a business while working full-time, this should be before your business. If you have a partner helping raise kiddos, then hopefully you have the ability to schedule some time in for yourself. Communicate your needs and schedule it in. Everyone will need a little bit of a different amount of time, but remember regardless to schedule some time in and guess what? Working out to me does not count. I used to count it, but honestly, I found that rest is more of the goal here, not movement. So know you are worth setting time aside for. You are worth prioritizing you over all else. It is essential for your central nervous system, your mental health, your relationships, and your life. Okay, so 
we're scheduling in that better everyday five habit, right? I briefly mentioned one thing for you. Now let's pivot and talk about movement 30. This is another one I want you to schedule in. You also have an opportunity to put this into your planner pad or weekly notepad. If you're using the better everyday five method, this is where you can write it in, but you need to plan this out as well. Whether it's going to the gym, taking a yoga class or going for a walk each day, making time for intentional movement can help reduce your stress and improve your overall health. If you aren't convinced that intentional movement is for you, think of the benefits. It boosts, obviously, your physical health. It reduces your stress and increases your overall energy. I sit down every Sunday and write down an outline of what my movement will be like for the week. I've learned to move and pivot as my needs change during the week, but at a minimum, I have an outline so that if I run out of ideas, I know what I'm doing that day. Lately, my movement has been two days a week of Peloton spin class, two days a week of Pilates and bar and one yoga morning. All days I'm striving to get in between 700, 750, (laughs) that would be not that much, 7,500 and 10,000 steps. So on the days I don't do like my program class, walking helps as well. So finally, last habit, don't forget about your house or your space. I mean, if you don't live in a physical house, right? I'm talking about your apartment. I'm talking about your home, right? Where you reside during the week. If you have been following the habits, then hopefully your tidy 15 hasn't stacked up and you don't need to do an all day reset of your home, but it is important to do kind of like a weekly reset, quick clean. Um, I call it a power clean a lot of times, and this is taking time to tidy up and declutter and help clear your mind and make space for more inviting and conducive environments to your productivity. I personally have a huge tie to energy when it comes to my space. So if it feels discluttered, I feel energetically cluttered. If you didn't get your daily tidy 15 done, or if things just have been stacking up, divide and conquer with your significant other and partner and get down to business. Vacuum, put away the laundry, wipe those surfaces, stop ignoring those bathrooms or hire out if you're so blessed, which we do have a housekeeper that comes in once a month and does our bathrooms and it's amazing. For us, it also on Sundays always looks like vacuuming because we have a black lab. And for those of you who are on camera, you know that he makes a lot of guest appearances sleeping in the background. And therefore it requires us to vacuum multiple times a week and put away clothes because I tend to avoid putting away clothes like the plague. I actually have laundry. I still need to do after this video. Once in a while, um, it'll also include what's called a toy reset. I don't know. I get into these moods every, I would say like once a quarter where I do kind of like a huge dump of all of our toys and I get everything right in the back bins, back in the right bins. I reset her closet. I rotate toys between levels, um, and kind of give just a huge refresh. That again is kind of a bigger project, but it's part of my, what I would call resetting your home, whatever space is bothering you this week, get it done that Sunday. Again, why it's important. It reduces your stress. It increases your productivity for most people. Some people are unbothered, but I'm one that it bothers me and then it can boost your creativity. So that's it. That's the five steps to your Sunday reset on a recap. Number one, meal planning and prepping. Take time to plan out your meals and prep what's needed to be prepped for the week. Plan out your week and time block. My common saying is failing to plan equals planning to fail. Simple as that. Number three, set time aside for yourself. You can't pour in from an empty cup. Plan time for yourself during the week and on the weekend. It shouldn't be about productivity. Rest is productive too. And 
one I have a hard time remembering for myself. Number four, schedule in your movement 30. I feel mentally and physically stronger when I move on a regular basis. So for me, guess what? It doesn't get done if it's not scheduled. I will. And also for me, I've learned I have to do in the morning where it doesn't get done, but at least my steps will get done. And number five, reset your home. A messy space creates chaos in my energy and it can in yours too. Reset what didn't get done with your tidy 15 this week and you'll be thanking me later. I am all about making systems in your life feel simple so that you can reduce your overwhelm as much as possible. All of us are going a million miles a minute. So if you have systems to support us, it'll make things just a little bit easier. Conducting a weekly Sunday reset can help you set yourself up successful for a stress-free week ahead. Well, there's no guarantees of that uh, as a family nowadays, but we can all try. So why not give it a try and see how these five habits will benefit your life? Not feeling like planning this week, remind yourself how you want to feel the rest of the week. Finally, stay tuned next week as I dive into what it looks like to plan your weekends and add in growing a business during that time frame. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Being Better Every Day podcast. To see any visuals, head over to my YouTube channel. Links, socials, and resources mentioned can always be found in today's show notes. I truly appreciate you leaving a rating and review to help me reach more women looking to build systems to be peacefully productive. If you are looking for more, you can always find me on Instagram at julie.pwdesigns, sharing the behind the scenes of my everyday life as a millennial mom, corporate girly, and small business owner. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time towards your version of being better every day.